0: You are listening to the official OBB Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of the OBB Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Sharif, the VP of the OBB Fantasy Football League, back again because of the rave reviews from the listeners. And speaking of the listeners, we have audio recording from John Lucy's apartment from Sunday evening. That's right, your very own host and owner of the Dirty Jeppertinis continues to defy all odds and advance further into the playoffs after taking down a stout Chad-has-a-gambling problem team. Honestly, this is starting to feel a lot like the 1983 NC State men's basketball team who just got into the NCAA tournament, and you all know the rest is history. And John, I'm sorry to say, but your team is not history too. And like the ghetto boys once said, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. And for the teams that are no longer in the playoffs, you now have an underdog team to root for in the Dirty Jeffertinis. That's enough bragging. Now let's take a look at the headlines from this week in the OBB Fantasy Football League. In round one of the OBB Fantasy Football playoffs, the fourth seed Sharif's dad faced the fifth seed. You like that? in what turned out to be a high-scoring battle that saw both teams pace one another until the very end. Petey came out the victor against Eric's team, who got, unfortunately, Giovanni Bernarded. You like that? Moves on to round two to face the second seed, Murder Four Nets. A very frustrated Eric mentioned in post-game comments that he could rush for 40 yards against the Cowboys' defense in reference to Giovanni Bernard's poor showing on Sunday. Given at least 10 opportunities in this scenario, I'm buying the over on that prediction. The other first round matchup featured the sixth seed, Dirty Jeffertinis going up against the third seed Chad has a gambling problem. In a matchup most viewers anticipated seeing a blowout, the Dirty Jeffertinis caught John Lucy's team that featured six players who thought they were on a bye week. The results showed the underdog came to play and surprised everyone with a huge upset one hundred thirteen to one hundred one. After the game, John Lucy out of frustration said that kickers and defenses are dumb, but all I have to say is that defenses win championships. And it feels good when they help you win against a Bill Belichick coached team. The Myrtle Fournettes, owned by Commissioner JP, didn't waste any time boasting his recent acquisition, Cam Akers, performance that resulted in 20 fantasy points for his team that was on by. We'll see if his player will continue the momentum into the second round playoff matchup, or if another Rams running back will take the lead role by surprise for probably the 11th time this season. We'd like to thank an unofficial sponsor of ours, Pfizer. Listen folks, vaccine season is right around the corner and you wanna make sure you pick the right one. For me, the choice is easy, it's Pfizer, and here's why. Think about this, when it comes to drinking milk, are you choosing the room temperature cup or the cold one? Easy, it's the cold one. The room temperature milk could be spoiled, could taste bad, and even have chunks in it. The cold milk you know is safe and will taste great. So if you're not willing to put room temperature milk into your stomach, why would you want to inject room temperature vaccine into your bloodstream? You don't. That's why Pfizer's the right choice. Pfizer, get your ice cold vaccine. So moving on, we'll take a peek at the NIT bracket just to see what's happening down there. In the first matchup, OB just number two takes it to Will Fork on first dates, 115 to 70. In the next matchup, we have Aguilera's in this house, just curb stomping, hooked on a thiel, and into an early NIT exit, one thirty-six to eighty-three. And in the final matchup, Hogwarts Hufflepuff didn't huff and puff their way into the next round of the NIT. Wubba lubba Chub Chub steams forward and wins one eleven to forty-eight. And now for the extended review of the playoff matchups. We'll review the matchup between You Like That and Sharif's dad. So again, this game was a high-scoring game. It resulted with Petey just edging out Eric um, with a score of 134-127. to Obviously, both teams came to play. I mean, they really wanted to move on to the playoffs, both of them. I think they both deserve it. Uh, Myself and John Lucy, well, I guess mostly myself, is fortunate enough that we didn't have to face either one of these teams because if that was the case... You know obviously they would have won and they'd be going on to round two i mean even both these teams outperformed are one and two c teams that were on by i mean they just absolutely you know crushed it um unfortunately pd had the upper hand in this matchup as a result and we'll go through his roster here so starting off things with the quarterback uh he had russell wilson um You know, the Seahawks are playing the New York Jets defense. That's a plus matchup for any team that plays against them. And, you know, with a score of 40-3, to I'm surprised that he only got 22 points. But regardless, 22 points is a good showing for Russell Wilson. P. D. also started Chris Carson, the running back for Seattle, too, had 17 points. I mean, you know, these two players combined for a lot of points, you know, in one game. Both players in the Seahawks. No surprise here. And then moving on, uh, the next running back that PD had was Raheem Mostert. So, again, this guy is super talented. I'm looking at his stat here. He only had eight points in this matchup, but it was against a good Washington defense. So I'm not that surprised with what he ended up here. Uh, Raheem Mostert should, and I think, continue his momentum into the playoffs and you know get more than eight points in the next round. We'll see if the coaching staff for San Francisco will let Raheem Mostert play more. Um, I think they're limiting his touches still after that injury, Um, but hopefully they'll unleash him. Well, not hopefully for me, but you know, for the sake of the 49ers, they'll unleash Raheem Mostert so he can actually perform to what he's capable of doing. Uh, Looking at his receiver, Michael Thomas, put up 12 points. Um, That's a respectable stat. And uh, his next receiver, Calvin Ridley, put up 22 points. I think he really... You know, Calvin Ridley is a talented receiver, but, you know, 22 points was probably... A a large part was due to um, Julio Jones being out for this game. So Calvin was the number one receiver for the Falcons offense, and he put up, you know, wide receiver one numbers with 22 points. And then moving on to the tight end, Eric Ebron. He had six points, nothing to brag about there. In the flex, PD had T.Y. Hilton. Now this is a... Recent acquisition he made this past week. Um, T.Y. Hilton has, before this game, had two really good games after pretty much being invisible for the first, I don't know, like 11 weeks of the season. I drafted him. He absolutely did nothing for me. I dropped him. And, of course, as soon as I drop him, he starts playing well. PD was smart enough to grab him and play him in his matchup. And against a very bad, you know, Las Vegas um, defense, he was able to put up 23 points to ultimately help P.D. out a lot in this matchup. His defense was a Buccaneers defense that shut down the Minnesota passing attack and scored him 9 points. And his kicker, Ronnie Blankenship, got him a nice 14 points. Looking at Eric's team here, I mean, he really did make the right moves for who he started. There was a player on the bench that if he would have plugged in, could have done you know better for him, but it's... Gus Edwards, you know, had 17 points tonight, uh, two rushing touchdowns. He he appears to be the goal line running back for the Ravens, but I don't think he could have seen, you know, a performance like this coming. I, you know, I have no problem with him starting Giovanni Bernard against a Dallas defense over Gus Edwards, uh, who unfortunately only scored him 1.8 points. But, you know, really I think, you know, the lineup that Eric picked was a smart lineup, unfortunately. He just played a a team that just barely outplayed him, who, you know, his team did great for him. Looking at his quarterback, Kyler Murray, he's kind of been in a slump recently. He had an okay game, 18 points against the New York Giants defense. They're a good defense, but this just isn't the Kyler Murray that Eric had early in the season that was getting him, you know, 30 points a game and just winning games for him. Uh, Unfortunately, he couldn't win him this game either. Moving on to uh, his running backs here, Jonathan Taylor just crushed Las Vegas' defense, so much so that Las Vegas fired their defensive coordinator. So Jonathan Taylor did everything to help Eric win this game. He had 29 points. Uh, His next running back, Austin Eckler, had him 19 points, which is also very nice. You know, Eckler's coming back still from injury, getting more touches. He's a very talented running back, and it shows here with his fantasy stat line of 19 points. Moving on to his wide receivers, Tyreek Hill. The dude obviously just balls out every week. It's easy, too, when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball. 24 points, you had two total touchdowns, 80 receiving yards. Just a really good stat line for the week. And this is where it falls off, unfortunately, Eric, for you. Your next wide receiver, Robert Woods, only scored you five points. Um, your tight end, Hunter Henry. I mean, seven points for a tight end really is not bad. So you can't put a lot of blame on him. Your flex, again, you know, the whole really the blame here for your loss, Giovanni Bernard, 1.8 points, it's it hurts. I I feel your pain. It's it's tough to see, you know, a player, even though he's not talented, but going up against a team that just allows, you know, a lot of fantasy points to running backs to just stop him for eight yards in a fumble is the stat line I'm seeing right now. Um, So it's amazing he even he even got you positive points. Um, he must have had a couple of receptions too. So Giovanni Bernard, you know, again, I think I said it in last episode, you shouldn't have played him, and you played him again. But I can't blame you. Looking at your defense, Seattle, you know, against the Jets, smart play here. They got you 12 points. And your kicker, Jason Sanders, got you nine points. So to wrap things up here, both teams really – I mean, they deserve to go on to the next round. Eric, your team just crushed it. Petey, your team crushed it a little bit more. For that reason, you are now advancing to the second round of the playoffs. Congratulations. We'd like to take a second to thank another one of our unofficial sponsors, The Prom, now out on Netflix. This movie is about a troop of hilariously self-obsessed theater stars who swarm into a small conservative Indiana town and support of a high school girl who wants to take her girlfriend to prom. This is a feel-good musical. I loved it from start to finish. And it also features a lot of big name actors and actresses including Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, and the always fabulous Ariana DeBose. Let's give a clip from this movie a listen. I just don't understand it. Well, I think it's brave. There you have it folks, so go watch it. And Caleb, try not to cry. Moving on and looking at the matchup between Chad has a gambling problem and the dirty Jeffertinis, myself versus John Lucy. This game, again, um, was a shocker to me that I even won this matchup. If you looked at PD's lineup beforehand, it was just a lot of great players, a lot of plus matchups for all those players. And, you know, two players that you would expect and had high confidence in performing well actually did, you know. We'll look at his roster here. Aaron Rodgers, his quarterback, got him 31 points. That's, you know, a very good stat line for any quarterback. Um, he played the Detroit Lions defense, so that was obviously a good matchup for him. Derrick Henry, uh, this man is probably on his way to break the record for the most rushing yards in the season. I think he needs to get like 157 yards per game to pass up Adrian Peterson and in this matchup, I mean, he had 215 yards, so it's obviously possible. I say that to say that, you know, he is just a great running back and he was great this week for John Lucy. He got him 35 points against uh, you know, a very bad Jacksonville defense. And then there's not much else to say here. You know, I, there was a lot of players that had high potential, You know, also somewhat high bust, and every single one of them pretty much busted. We'll start off with his running backs, uh, or second running back, Wayne Gallman. I was bragging about how awesome this acquisition was for John Lucy, how he's consistently, you know, a 13-plus point scorer. Well, this week, he met his match for the first time against Arizona defense that you wouldn't expect for something like that to happen. Daniel Jones is back in a quarterback for the New York Giants. Maybe that has something to do uh, with his performance, but... Either way, a disappointing showing for Wayne Gallman. His receivers, Mike Evans, you know, he's always a red zone threat, and luckily the Minnesota Vikings defense was good enough to keep him from catching any touchdown passes. He finished with just seven points. Uh, Now we move on to the goose egg here, Devontae Parker. I just you know read a report. I didn't understand why he didn't have any points, but it looks like he had a leg injury that took him out of the game. A goose egg hurts. It hurts really bad. It's hard to win games when you have a player that does something like that and you need other players to make up for it. He had two that tried and the rest that didn't. So Devontae Parker um, just stunk up John Lucy's team this week. Looking at his tight end, Rob Gronkowski, you know, seven points for tight end again. That's not bad. Uh, He had one reception for two yards and a touchdown. So... Luckily, he caught that pass, or else you might have had a goose egg, number two on your roster there this week, John. Uh, The next, the flex player, Corey Davis. So this one caught me by surprise. I was actually watching the games, uh, the 1 o'clock games, and there was a a highlight break within the Panthers game, and it was Tannehill dropping back and throwing a bomb deep, and I just knew. I was like, crap. Corey Davis, of course, he's going to score a touchdown early in the game, you know, 40-yard bomb from Ryan Tannehill. And I see the receiver go up and come down with it. And I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't look like Corey Davis. And it's freaking A.J. Brown. I thought this dude was going to be out this week, which is why I was like terrified of Corey Davis as a matchup against my team. And thank you, A.J. Brown, for being resilient, coming back and playing. And, you know, I'll obviously uh, marginalizing Corey Davis here. He only had 2.9 points. Uh, and this come, here comes the petty play here, the Panthers defense. So John, um, this was a smart play, I think, cause they had been coming off two really good performances. I don't blame you for it, but it's just, I can't help but laugh thinking that, you know, what you said that you're not gonna, uh, take me, you know, snatching your Rams defense, playing them against you. You you had to basically, uh try to make me feel some pain too by playing, you know, my own Panthers defense against myself. Uh I'm aware my team sucks. I'm not surprised the defense, you know, didn't deliver you a great fantasy performance. Um they finished with one point. And then your kicker, your last hope for winning this game, he needed 21 points tonight, but he only got you nine. Uh and then we'll review my roster real quick. Justin Herbert, he's he got me fifteen points against an Atlanta defense that going into the matchup, you know, they're ranked like thirty-second, but I think in the past few weeks they've been playing good defense. So it is a little upsetting he only got me fifteen. It's also upsetting that he hasn't scored over twenty in like three straight weeks. So I gotta figure out round two what I'm gonna do with that. Uh moving on to the running backs, Miles Sanders. This was my risky play that I really thought I was going to die by, and thank God Miles Sanders came out and alongside his new starting quarterback, just balled out. He had 27 points for me. The coach, Doug Peterson, you know, the past couple weeks he was getting cute with his running back choices. He was plugging Boston Scott in there, and then another running back that didn't really deserve to have a lot of snaps and just taken away from Miles Sanders' touches per game. Uh, he was back with a strong performance this week. He scored two touchdowns, ultimately helped me win this game. My next running back, Josh Jacobs, Uh, there was some fantasy headlines, you know, two hours for a kickoff. Luckily, I didn't catch what he said initially. Apparently, he came out and was trying to troll all the fantasy team owners by saying that he was not going to play. And this was like two hours before kickoff. So I'm sure a lot of people, luckily I was oblivious to this whole situation, but a lot of people who had him starting were probably rushing to make some last second, you know, roster changes to... Plugged him in place of him. But thank you, Adam Scheffler, for reporting that Josh Jacobs was just being a troll, and he actually ended up starting. He scored me nine points. Pretty good performance. Uh, I'm hoping he can do better in the coming games for me. Um, Cooper Cup, my wide receiver, had 12 points. Uh, pretty solid performance there. Um, a high-risk, high-reward play, Kiki Kuti. Um, I really thought I had to put out you know, options that had – the best chance for me to go off you know in every position Cause so I thought I was gonna have to do that this week against John's team and he had a great opportunity you know it was between him and Brandon Iuke and if you're gonna trust Nick Mullins over Deshaun Watson something's wrong with you with you know getting your your wide receivers the ball also Brandon Cook's being out I mean I thought Kiki would be the number one receiver on the team and demand a lot of targets but he really didn't He scored me eight points, luckily got a touchdown that kind of salvaged his start, and, you know, he got me respectable eight points. Um, At the tight end spot, Logan Thomas got me seven points, nothing really to talk about there. Justin Jefferson had his first bad game in like four, no, five weeks, and he only had eight points, but even eight points is, you know, you can work with that as a uh, a wide receiver um, stat line. And then also... Again, the Rams defense Thursday night just shut down the Patriots offense, scoring me 20 points. And, you know, it it's it's a good performance from a good defense. I wasn't expecting 20 points, though. I mean, after what the Patriots did to the Chargers scoring 45 points um and shutting them down, I, you know, I I felt confident. I wasn't sure I was gonna get a lot of points out of it, but Man, that was a fun game to watch, especially knowing I had that defense playing. And then my um, MVP of the team, the kicker, Young Wei Koo, had a down week, got me six points. But at the end of the day, it was just enough to help me get that victory. Um, Again, the final score was 113 to 101. The Dirty Jeffertinis took down Chad has a gambling problem. Let's play a game called Fantasizing What If. So, to play this game, basically, if you're like me, you know, if you just missed making the playoffs and you were so close to being a six seed or a five seed and um, you didn't make it, you know, I, I typically will follow along and say, what if I was that six seed? You know, could I have beaten that <clears throat> matchup in the first week? And if I did, could I have beaten the next player and... Could I have, you know, been the champion of the league if I would have got into playoffs? So, you know, we had a lot of teams that just missed it. I went back and looked at the scores that they scored this week. There were two teams that could have taken down John Lucy. The first one is Chad's team, at Aglora's in this house. And the second team was Misha's OB just number two. So you guys will advance in this hypothetical playoff situation to play Jay Kahoot in round two. We like to thank an unofficial sponsor of ours, the Big Easy Bar. If you guys want a taste of New Orleans, come visit us in downtown Raleigh, where the stairs are slippery and it's always shot o'clock. The Big Easy, where it's easy to be sleazy. All right, so I tried something new this week, and I gave all teams the opportunity to uh, leave a message to get featured on this podcast. To you know, either vent or uh, make a comment about a matchup that happened or really anything. And so, uh, you know, it was an opportunity for y'all to be featured on the show. So let's see what you guys had to say. Shreve, you didn't even tell us what the hell to talk about. This podcast sucks. Headbands of Hope is about to pull their sponsorship out. If you don't step this shit up. All right. Uh, thanks Jake for that comment. And in case you guys weren't aware, um, the CEO and owner of Headbands of Hope and I are in a contract dispute. She thinks that my asking price per ad is a little too high, but we'll see if she comes back with a counteroffer. So that was the only submission we had this week. You guys seem like a quiet bunch. And for that reason, we had to all suffer through 10 seconds of Jake's voice as opposed to PD sweet voice or Eric's charming country accent. So hopefully next week we'll get some more submissions. And that's it for this week's episode of the OBB Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I'd like to take a second to make a note that I was uh, under the impression that I was facing Jake this week in fantasy football. I was the only one that wasn't aware of this, um, to my mistake. So all the comments where I said I was facing Jake and Petey was facing JP, uh, disregard that. It's uh, myself versus JP and then Jake versus Petey, which... We just found out is the exact same scenario from the Final Four last year, so looks like these four teams, including myself, are really differentiating ourselves from the uh, the pack here, just showing that we're elite. So, with that being said, guys, enjoy the playoffs. We'll see you next week. Uh, you're maybe seven. We are alive and a band for Misha's. Bachelor oh, Trip.
1: Ben, and
0: we yeah. just want to get a. we wanna read everybody's Charlie. mind here. About, what are you doing? Yeah. We wanna read our, everybody's Charlie. mind about Charlie. how they feel about their Charlie. fantasy football Charlie. team. Charlie. 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 We're gonna get a live Charlie. live Charlie. analysis Charlie. in van. This is gonna be good. We're gonna start our we're gonna start a podcast off with asking Eric how he feels about his fantasy football team. Charlie. What? Everybody hang tight. Roy Cooper is now taking his dick out of, Wait, of Eric's boy. butt hey, and we're going to hear boy. what he has to say about his dance yeah. team. Wait. See ya. To P-B. 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 OBB, yeah. that is it.